Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Gillette and Brims podcast. We've been away for a couple of weeks, but it's good to be back. We're recording this over Skype. Uh, I'm sat in my living room in Sutton. And Nathaniel, you're there. Tell us where you are. Yeah, I'm on the beach, basically. No, I'm in Little Hampton in our house. So, um, yeah, no, good to speak to you, Brims. Uh, good to be here, yeah. Good to be here. Great interview with Nick Taylor. Yep. On the last episode, very, very powerful about him finding freedom from a gambling addiction. Encourage you to listen to that if you haven't picked that up. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about one-to-ones or mentoring. Um, this idea of people meeting up on a one-to-one or maybe one-to-two basis with the goal, with a with a with a specific idea that we're going to either as a kind of more peer-to-peer, we're going to build into each other. Or maybe as one person who's a bit further down the track, helping and investing in somebody who's uh, still got a little way to go on the track. And both of us have experienced this um, from both sides of the equation. We've been mentored, been in peer relationships, and we've been, uh, what's the word, mentees, I suppose, and people who are kind of on the receiving end. I think it's been a big part of both of our Christian lives, and we want to unpack it and um, explain a bit about it and bring some encouragement and see see where we go with this. I'm going to kick off with a verse mm. from 2 Timothy. Really easy to remember, 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. This is Paul writing to Timothy, a guy that he mentored, a guy that he did one-to-ones with, and he says to him, what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust the faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So you've got kind of four generations. You've got Paul, his relationship with Timothy, which he poured into Timothy. Um, he's then encouraging Timothy to pour into others, which would be third generation, who will then go on and pour into yet more. So it's this idea of raising up leaders. It's this idea of mentoring others. And it's this idea of kind of releasing that uh, movement, really, of one person investing in another person who goes on to invest in another person who then goes on to invest in another person. Mm. So that's why we're looking at it. Um, Nathaniel, what's kind of been your experience of, mm. of mentoring over the years? Yeah, well, I think probably the church I grew up in, I, I didn't feel like anybody mentored me, took me under their wing, spent much time with me. Um, I mean, there were certainly an individual or two who... Um, asked me how I was or let me know they were praying for me or very occasionally met up with me. But it wasn't until I went to university and I went to St Paul's in June and um, it seemed everybody I met was either being mentored or was a mentor or there's just this thing about one-to-ones and people were meeting up with each other regularly, weekly, for an hour, asking them how they were, praying for them, reading a bit of the Bible together, keeping them accountable. And, and that seemed to be like quite a big thing for people's discipleship, that it wasn't just the vicar meeting up with everybody, but actually the congregation were meeting up with each other in sort of organised these one-to-one meetings. And I thought I was quite inspired by that. And I think my experience of not having had that and then seeing sort of the benefits of that, the fruit of that, when it came to being involved with the youth group or whether it came to when we were leading the, the well community, I found myself actually wanting to invest in people and meeting up with them and, and just seeing yeah, see the benefits of that, really. Yeah, I mean, you were mentored a bit, Brims. You had, you've, you've done a few one-to-ones over your time as well, like... 
How did you? Yeah, find so that? I was obviously part of those those years at St Paul's, and sure. very very formative. Uh, the vicar at the time, Steve Wilcoxon, um, he met up with me once a week for maybe I don't know a period of three or four years. Okay. Very very formative. We used to get together um, what weekly. Did you, what did you do? Um, so we quite often played squash. Okay. And then we'd read a bit of the Bible together, and then we'd pray for each other. And then he quite often, because um, I was a reader, he quite often put a book in front of me and, and say, read this before we meet again. And I'd read it and we'd talk about it. And then he'd get me involved with kind of ministry trips and helping me give talks and stuff like that. It was massively formative for me. Very, very grateful mm. uh, for, for that input. And um, other people on the youth leadership team as well would get together with me um, periodically. And so for me, it was just a very normal thing. Um, this kind of was how you follow Jesus. This was discipleship. Yeah. Um, you, you get together with someone once a week and you do something you enjoy and you look at the Bible a bit and you pray about it and you kind of talk through any thorny issues. It's just it's just how I learned to follow Jesus. And so that's that's how how. Um, we did it, and then I think, you know, through my twenties, maybe had some of that going off and on, not quite as regularly. And then I think maybe in the last couple of years, been trying to get more into that again because I've just felt that there's fruit in my life, both when I'm receiving that kind of input and when I'm giving that input. I probably at the moment, I'm more on a peer-to-peer um, level. There's a guy I go running with every week and for mm-hmm. home group and. Um, we're chatting about things, you know, we have 50 minutes or whatever running and we chat and we look at the Bible and it's exciting. It's just kind of now moving on to, hey, um, please help me in my mm. walk with Jesus. You sure. can ask me difficult questions. I can ask you difficult questions and, and we've built that kind of trust and relationship and we pray for each other. Yeah, this to me is what Jesus does. He, he raises up bands of brothers. He, he inputs into people's lives and... You know, I've got a fantastic, absolutely brilliant small group um, at the moment and been brilliant this year. But you do reach a place, and I think I've almost felt it the last couple of weeks, so it's funny we're talking about this, um, where it, it needs to go a bit deeper than, um, or not deeper, but you get to a place in Christian friendships where it's like, okay, then we, we like each other, we're friends, this is fun. Well, now let's kind of push each other on to, to change the world. <laughs> and to sort out some of our character issues and to wrestle with some of the stuff that we're finding difficult. And and that can take place in a small group, but it can kind of really get sort of rocket launchers in a one-to-one, and that's an exciting place to be. That's good, mate. So, mate, you've just moved to a new area. So although you've got some kind of background with with some people because it's back to the area you grew up in, essentially there's quite a lot of new people. Yes, so, like, how are you actually going to go about building good friendships yeah. and maybe on into um, kind of mentoring and, and one-to-one relationships? How, you know, if somebody sat there, like, just first term into university or just a new area or just feeling mm. kind of stuck, how do you actually go about building these kind of relationships? Yeah, well, yeah, so I've met a few people here, that some of whom I've, well, some of them I've known, some of them I've not known. I think my um, approach has been the same for both of those types of people in that I've sought to meet up with them for a coffee for an hour 
in a public space. And I think just the side, that's what how I learned over the years of doing the well with people, meeting up with people I don't know, is never go to their home uh, initially. Always arrange to meet them in a public place. So that's just a little health and safety flag there to wave. I think when you meet up with people, you start to sort of think, who you, know, you sort of put your toe in the water, don't you, and think, am I going to click with this person? Is yeah. this person someone... And after the hour, the hour and a half you have with them, you go away and you think, mm, yeah. And in which case, you know, maybe that's a mutual yeah um, from both sides. You think, okay, we'll get together with you again. Or, or if there's not a yeah there, I mean, my personality is not to drop people straight away. So I think I would meet up with them again and just pursue them on a, on a friendship level, but just be aware that maybe it's going to be a bit harder work or... Um, whatever but then i think out of all those relationships and all the coffees i've been having i mean i probably had i don't know three four five in the last few weeks the last month maybe one just one of those is going to be a special more of a special uh, relationship where you think actually i could help this person or this person could help me and therefore i'm going to try and see them more regularly and it's going to be a bit more intentional we're going to pray together when we meet or we're going to you know do some sort of soft counseling or a bible study or whatever it, whatever it is is going to be beneficial just keeping each other accountable i think you just sort of begin to discover those things as you go on because there are different types aren't there like you said there are sort of the peer-to-peer relationships where it's much more even and then there are the kind of i'm supporting a vulnerable adult type relationships that i've done a bit of but then there are more the kind of i'm raising up new, a new leader types yeah do you know what i mean and and each one of those is a bit different i think you sort of have to go at a different pace and you might do different things when you meet up with those types of people yeah so uh, yeah it's an interesting point what you made like i think we are wired to click with some people yeah and not to be uncomfortable about that i mean obviously you don't want to get cliquey but mm. it's just how we're wired um obviously if the feeling's mutual you know <laughs> <laughs> don't want to, um, <laughs> want to yeah, put yourself upon somebody but if there's a connection if you click, brilliant and then I think a big thing is is to have, have in your mind, kind of to have the goal I want to be a blessing to this person and I want to see them move forward through their contact with me it's mm. not that I'm going to be their be all and end all, that I'm going to be 100% of their progress but hey, during their time with me, I want them to make progress. This is making disciples. Mm. And and be explicit about that with the person and say, hey, you know, friends, this is fun. Let's move on. And with Jesus, um, how might we do that? And I mean, I've done different stuff over the years. Sometimes I've done a, a, like, sat for 10 sessions and watched the Alpha course with one other person and chatted it through with them and that's been brilliant and um, there's you know there's a shed loads of discipleship materials you can pick anything let's just work through this as you're doing life as you're doing stuff hey come along and, and help me out with this yeah i think sport can be brilliant sport yeah yeah running squash you know um i think maybe maybe especially for guys um to have something that you're actually doing mm. whilst you're talking can be a big thing leading a small group together and and in a quite explicit way, hey, let's start this group. I'm going to show you how to do it, and then you go and start another one. And it's actually this this idea that you know we're going to give people opportunities that other people won't give, and we're going to take risks on people. We're going to push people a bit earlier than and than what they thought. I mean, yeah, that's St. Paul's era that you were referring to earlier. I mean, I was I, I 
gave a talk, I think, when I was 15 years old. It's absolute madness. <laughs> I didn't have anything to say when I was 15, but out of that, you think, okay, I can do this, and, and I've got a gift for this, and, you know, it's amazing to you know, be 17 and know you've got a gift yeah. for something. So, you know, because I could be sat here at 34 and nobody had given me an opportunity and mm. I'd never known what probably one of the main things in my life. And maybe there's people in your circle who you're about to have influence over and they've got some major gift in their life and you're going to be the person that gives them the opportunity, that gives them some encouragement, that gives them a kick up the bum. I think I've still got the piece of paper, actually. Um, Steve, <laughs> he came and watched me give a talk to the youth group. Yeah. And, you know, he listed about five things on paper for me that I should have done better. <laughs> well, that, I mean, he did all the classic stuff about, you know, sandwiching it with praise and everything like that. But, of course. I, you know, I see people in their 40s making mistakes that, that were pummeled out of me. Yes. When I was 17. Well, that's... so great that's the key, isn't it? I think that's the gift, isn't it, really, that you have a close enough relationship with someone so that you're, you're mentoring with them, your one-to-ones, whatever it is, your meetings with them, always encouraging you're encouraging them giving opportunities telling them you know you can do this and but then also you are a sound you know you are reflecting back to them feedback that needs to happen as well don't you because again that's so rare isn't it to actually have someone who you really trust to be able to say to you yeah that's you do that really badly uh yeah or or character issues or character issues yeah yeah such a gift it's so rare so few people you know it's like if you say to people, um, does everybody in this room have character issues? Everybody says yes, because yeah. <laughs> totally they do. <laughs> but where's the one person who will build a relationship with somebody, have the trust, and then actually pull them up on it and say, hey, Jesus yeah. wants to work with you on this. Yeah, I want to work with you on this. We can make progress on this issue. It's like that's what love does. But so so many of us are, are willing to just let each other coast or yeah. stagnate or stall. And I think it's so amazing when there is a culture in a church of, hey, you know, we can move forward in this. Running is kind of getting a small, very small. There's a few guys in the church that start to like running. Mm. and uh, they're making progress. It's, but, you know, they, they t- our times are getting quicker, losing weight, healthier. Like, physical training has some value, but how much more spiritual training? It's like we're hungry for progress, you know. Paul writes, I, I'm laying myself down for your joy and your progress in the faith. Mm. And it's this idea of we can stir each other up to love and good works. We can make disciples. We can, we can push each other forward. Um, it's a very, very powerful dynamic. And it, it mostly, well, I'm going to say it mostly happens outside of a Sunday service. Yeah. Uh, but actually, a lot of Sunday service is is discipleship. It's hey, put the chairs sure. out, you know, let's, yeah. put, let's put the chairs out together, and that is discipleship. It's hey, you lead this meeting. Well, I've never spoken in front of people before. Great, mm. this will be a first opportunity. So actually, you know, in that kind of say way, let's run this together. Yes. There is a lot of discipleship going on. Very powerful. Yeah, I mean, because it reminds me, I asked, there was a guy, he may well listen to this podcast, I don't know if he does, um, hello, I hope you don't mind me sharing his story, I'm not going to mention any names, but they, him and his wife came over for dinner and um, he speaks in a church like once a term or whatever. Well, I said to him, who are you, who are you discipling on one-to-one level? And yeah. he, said, he said, no one. And then I was like, oh, no, I feel really bad because now you feel really guilty and really bad and because you're preaching these sermons like once a term, but you're not really involved in 
discipling someone one-to-one, ground level, day-to-day, week-to-week, do you know what I mean? And I didn't ask the question to make him feel bad, but I think I just asked the question because I thought, you know, it's so easy to to, to do stuff, whether it's up front on a Sunday, whether it's a street pastoring or something, you know, but actually, like, the weekly rhythm of meeting up with someone and having some slightly difficult conversations sometime or inputting into them or just helping them work through issues like there's so much value in that isn't there so much of of yeah. jesus in that and it's but it's not easy is it it's not easy but it you know if if actually you're involved in people's lives that that will feed into this guy's preaching as well won't it and actually he'll understand yeah. people's issues more and try and encourage him that take being a christian is is not just being up front. It's kind of you're there, aren't you? When yeah. on the, when a, when the, when the guys when you know when that person you're meeting up with is not feeling too good and is struggling and and you're there for them and you you work through that and it sort of changes you as you know you, you, the compassion and whatever it is you know that gets developed in those times. I mean, you mentioned it, Brims, but just to say that so I think sometimes it is good just to say something like we will set set a period you say we will meet for the next six weeks yeah and then see how we go and then i guess sometimes yeah. it's it's right just to say let's just meet and carry on for however long you know yeah um, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah and maybe pick something that you're gonna do anyway like if you're gonna run anyway then run with someone else if you're gonna get a coffee then do it with somebody else you know yeah um, sure yeah it's that intentionality about it it's, it's, a good thing to be involved with, and maybe the maybe the best start for people who've not done this kind of thing before is to go for a peer relationship, mm. but be very intentional about making it more than just a friendship. So, what do you want to do? Okay, I want to read this book, or I want to watch this video series, ten chapters or ten parts. Right? Who can I do that with? Let's get together. Let's do it over ten weeks. Let's see what happens. Mm. let's go and then from that maybe you can build on to well maybe there's somebody a bit um, a bit of a way back down the track that i could help pull on in the church mm. um don't but don't be don't wait for a tap on the shoulder um I'd, I'd be annoyed if if the kind of application from this podcast is oh I, i'm not making the progress i should be because i've not got a mentor oh um, yeah there's so many people sitting around waiting for a mentor, aren't there? I think. It's, it's, yeah, but be a mentor. Just be a mentor, someone, and then yeah. that will come into your life. And do, do we need to say anything like you should speak to your leader of your church about that if you're going to ask to meet up with someone, or or, does, or do we not say that sort of thing on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've just said it, so there you yeah. go. Right. Or yeah, or like yeah, get involved with a ministry in a church. Yeah, you know, youth or worship or whatever and then in the context of being on those teams somebody in need or somebody with potential or normally both at the same time is going to come up and you say okay what what about i'm trying to meet up with them for a few weeks and see what happens you know that's sure that's an easy way in and it's always good just to let somebody know what you're doing isn't it Absolutely. if it's a church leader or your wife or a good friend just so there's a bit of accountability about the fact you're seeing this person and as i say it's always good early days always to meet in public i think just to sort of yeah. in a cafe or somewhere just so everything's out in the open anyway so it's good to invest in people god can use it to do great things so brims thanks mate it was good good to be back pleasure and hopefully we'll be back next week it's december now isn't it so uh, christmas is coming have we got any questions of the of the episode a question for people what is help, some helpful one-to-one material that you've used cool great we'll see you next week